Is this live? Yes, this is live. live. We are live with Tusca Musk today. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't know it was live. That's super cool. Yeah. Yes. We, we yes. do this uh, every Saturday. Um, yeah. I know. I know you recorded it every Saturday. I didn't realize it was live. That's just, that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> we have fun with it. We do have fun with yeah. it. So. Yes. We're actually, um, it's loading now. Um, so they'll be able to hear us momentarily. Um, we have fans in uh, the chat room from all over the world, Tesca. In fact, uh, Franca Cowley, I see, is joining us from South Africa uh, yeah. today. And I, I saw Susanna, I think, from Eastern Europe, SR uh, fans. So people everywhere, as you know, uh, this is a huge worldwide community. Yeah. And we are, everybody's very excited um, to see you. And they're all greeting you saying, hi, Tosca. They're excited to have you in with us. Um, we are very happy to have you for our hour. Um, so we want to get right to it. Uh, typically, we'll do announcements about SR. But um, we're going to save the announcements to the end so we can allow you to get back to your, your day. <laughs> all good. Um, um, so, he, he did leave a message for you, though. He uh, he wanted to thank you for joining our podcast and knowing how busy you are, and it's great that you're taking time to speak with the readers. This is a this is like a, a joy for me. This is like you know I, I'm a fan as well, so I get to I get to be a fan with all the other fans. It's very exciting for me. Oh, good, good. Uh, and you know what? It shows in your work. It really shows in your work, and we are thrilled that you're a fan just like we are um i'm seeing uh, greetings to you from germany as well and from montreal uh, <laughs> as i'm looking at the chat uh we wanted to start by just asking you to share a little bit about your background with us uh sure well i'm uh i think some people know i'm originally from south africa and then i moved to canada and then the united states um, but I was always obsessed with storytelling and uh, film in particular. I was in theater for a while and I was a, an actor originally <laughs> back in the day um, and then went into stage management and screenwriting and directing and producing and then back to directing. Um, so that's basically like me in a nutshell. But I, I've been in film. I, my first job out of high school was working at a studio while I studied uh -huh. At, at film school at the University of British Columbia. So I, every summer I would work at the studio and then I would go and um, study film and then I would make films and then I'd go and work at the studio. So, so I, you know, I started at 18 in that industry. It was, um, it's the only thing I've ever, ever really done. Uh, and oh, that's great. Uh, but my love of romance novels actually started when I arrived in Toronto from South Africa because, um, you know, we didn't, it wasn't really, um, well, I was too young in South Africa to really start reading romance novels. I was 14, 15, almost, almost in time. <laughs> yeah. um, but when I arrived in Toronto, um, I would take the subway all the time and they would sell the Harlequin novels in yeah. the... And so that's how I really got into it. And, um, and I loved it. And that, that just became my thing. As soon as I arrived in Canada, I didn't know anybody. And, um, and it was winter and we're not used to the snow. So I would just sit in my room or sit on the subway on the way to school and, and uh, read romance novels. So that's my... It's <laughs> a great way to spend the time. It is. I love it. My, I was very fortunate. I had an aunt that uh, 
started me reading them. She uh, she had me reading Nora Roberts and Mae Binchy yeah. and a few others. You know, so she's like, you know, take this, take this. She was so good with that. So it was cool. yeah. Um. So so you guys start. We've seen you do so a lot of some Hallmark films and mm -hmm. Hallmark watcher here. Um, yeah. Is that how you got the start in directing, or were there other things that were involved in that? So I actually was producing, I directed my first film at 25 and realized that you need to have a lot more money to finish a film and you need to have a, mm -hmm. and you need to have a plan. And, um, and so it was like a, a high learning experience. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and then I went into producing. So I started producing a lot of movies and I produced a lot of movies for Hallmark and Lifetime and Ion. Mm -hmm. And then I started directing them for Ion. Um, which then turned into, which were then bought by Hallmark, ultimately, the, the movies were. But um, I did, uh, yeah, I, I produced a lot of Hallmark movies, um, like uh, uh, Holiday Engagement was one of the bigger ones that we did. And, um, and I mean, it was, it was fun. I mean, I love those stories, but I prefer what we're doing. I mean, there's a reason why we went off and created Passion Flicks. Yes, and that actually leads us to the next question about what moved you uh, to create Passion Flicks. How did you build your business model? Um, yeah. Tell us the story. Well, um, I think you guys might know the story of Joni, you know, Joni Kane, obviously. And she, mm -hmm. um, so she watched one of the movies that I directed called You Cast a Spell on Me um, on Ion. And she contacted me, I, I believe, the next day or, or that next week and said, hey, I watched it. I really loved the movie and I'm a uh, I'm a writer and I have the script and I'd love for you to you know direct it and, sh and shepherd this project. And initially I was like, you know, we don't normally you know take messages like that. But Joni's email was just so nice and she's just she's just so sweet and genuine and and she can just speak to you in such a positive way that I was like, oh okay, let me respond to this person. And and then I read her script and I was like, wow, this is really good. And then I um. I showed it to my producing partner at the time, Gina, and I said, hey, somebody contacted me. This is their script, and uh, and she can really write. Let's let's communicate with her. Let's let's do something with her. Um, and we, we actually couldn't get that script sold because it was a little too risque, and it actually mm. dealt with magic. And, and sometimes um, in regular television, network television, they don't like to deal with magic too much. Right. And so and Joni came over here, and we all met up over tuna fish sandwiches, and she said, what I really want to do is take romance novels and turn them into movies. And Rob's like, oh, my God, that's like my dream. That sounds amazing. Uh. <laughs> and um, and then she she's actually the one that came up with the idea of Passion Flicks, and she um, had registered the domain, and I was like, perfect. I can totally turn this into a business. I know how to put the whole thing together. I have the background in technology. Mm -hmm. I was right. a producer and a line producer and a, and you know we raised money uh, before so we just all three of us just formed the company then together and then we put together this plan but you know ultimately you know and and you know I spoke to a number of people I'm very fortunate to be around a lot of people that will give me good advice mm -hmm. but ultimately you know the the advice is um just love what you do <laughs> and mm -hmm. make the make the make whatever you're making for the person, for the fan, know, know exactly who you're making it for. Mm -hmm. Right. I make it for the world, just make it for your fans and, you know, for the fans of these books, for the fans of this content. And so that, that was our business plan and still, and it remains our business plan. Mm -hmm. um, you, 
the most important thing for us is that, and, and we're laser focused on making sure that we are respectful to these books, um, that we, um, and that we, we create these, we adapt these books as we see them and, and written on the page as much as possible mm -hmm. for the fan that wants to watch it. I'm, I'm not making them for network television or for somebody else. I'm making them for you guys and right, me. Right. And I think that's so important. I mean, in communications in general, you always have to focus on the audience and how the audience wants to receive the message. And I think what you're doing with Passion Flicks is just brilliant. Thank you. Really, really. It is. It's a, it's a great model. Um, from when you start, when you go into negotiations to option a book, how long mm -hmm. does it normally take from the option to the actual filming? Or does it vary? It, it does vary. It varies a lot. You know, um, so it really depends on, um, uh, oftentimes it depends on weather because some books will take place on the East Coast mm -hmm. and or, like this man takes place in England, but in the summer. So I'm like, oh right. my God, there's only like, there's very, <clears throat> there are windows in which we can actually make the movie, right? Right. So that's one thing, one element. Um, money is a big element, right? So yes. if you don't have enough money to make all of the movies at the same time, because keeping in mind it's, you know, just under a million dollars sometimes for some of the movies. Some of them are a little bit more and some of them are a little bit less. But when you think on average it's a million dollars per movie, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot <laughs> right. of money. Um, you know, and so when people say, why don't you just make two or three movies at the same time? I'm like, well, that's two or three million dollars that I don't have. So unless, <laughs> so. Unless you want to cough it up a little bit for me, I'll be happy to do it. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, so we have to, we have, the more subscribers we get, obviously, the more money we get, and then we're able to make much more content faster. So that's, right. that's, that's that element of it. But I mean, we're still growing and we're making much more content now. And if it wasn't for... COVID, we would have finished already shooting three movies this year. I know, that's just remarkable to me. The pace and the 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 pace and the ambition you have for, for producing films and the number of films, that quantity is just yeah. um, it's unlike anything I've I've ever heard or seen in uh, the entertainment industry. Yeah, we, we are. Fa I mean, I think this is also something for people to know. We are actually faster than anyone else. Um, and so I know people people get um, disappointed that we can't that we're no, not releasing movies, you know, every month or every week or mm -hmm. but we're faster than anybody else. <laughs> that makes, that makes movies. So, yeah, it's, it's remarkable. And I'm seeing there's so many kind things people are saying in the chat yeah. room. I did want to mention we're getting. Uh, greetings from also uh, from readers in Sweden, the Dominican Republic, Guatemala, Brazil, Costa Rica, and Annette down in New Orleans, um, who actually says, "I we as readers appreciate your love for these books and the heart that Passion Flicks put into each movie. Thank you so much, Tosca. Mm -hmm. And we also have uh, Joss saying, Tosca, I admire you a lot. Your passion dedication and hard work are just a few of the amazing things that makes you an incredible person. Keep up the great work you do. Thank There's you. a lot of love for you here, yeah, Tosca. Oh, that's so amazing. I really appreciate all of you. And that just means everything to me. Thank you. 
And oh, and Jana, one one other mention. Jana noted that she's doing her best. We're all doing our best to attract more subscribers among fans. Yes, we really respect your work, and thank you so much for bringing our favorite stories to our screens. Thank you. And I would, I do want to say that. I mean, I have noticed our the the fans of Passion Flakes and you guys and everyone is are there everyone's so supportive and everyone everyone recommends and and i cannot thank you guys enough for that because obviously you know one of the things about romance novels and why it grew so why, why they grow so so quickly is it's all word of mouth mm -hmm. and so we're growing passion flicks you know we've done this this um release of gabriel's inferno is the first time that we've done any advertising we've never done any advertising for passion flicks before because we didn't want to spend our money on that. We wanted to make the movies, mm -hmm. but right. now we, um, you know, we had, you know, we weren't making a movie right now. So we have a little bit of money <laughs> for advertising. And, um, and it, it's really great to see that response. But at the end of the day, it's always, it's still word of mouth that, that brings on the, the, the true fans. Yeah, I've bought gifts for, for uh, my neighbors, one of my neighbors, she, she saw a picture of Julio and she's like, <gasps> When did I get to see this? <laughs> so I bought her a gift subscription so that she can watch it. Oh, that's uh, awesome. I think a lot of people have been doing that throughout, um, and especially now with Gabriel's uh, series that's going. Um, people are just so excited about it. And um, I would be remiss if I don't mention a message that your uh, fellow um, South African uh, sending you, Franca, Dear Franca, she's a SR fan, South Africa. Yes. And she's saying, hi, Pam and Leslie, thank you so much for organizing such fabulous guests for today. Just want to say hello to Tasca, my fellow South African, and to say how proud I am of all she has achieved in her chosen career. So a little love from South Africa. Thank um, you. How's it? How's it, Franca? That's what I have to say. It's <laughs> a great place. I love it. I love it. Um, so we were talking about uh, your work in optioning films. Uh, your collaborative approach with authors uh, is really unique. It actually uh, calls to mind and reminds me of actually how Broadway works with their uh, their libretto and the, the writers of the scripts. There's, there's this uh, collaboration that seems very unique um, compared to the typical world of uh, film and uh, TV. Why did you decide to have authors involved in all aspects of the process? Well, you know, again, I'm a fan, right? And so I want to make sure that these books are adapted according to the author's vision, um, because then I believe that we are as close to the, the best book adaptation that we can have. Um, so, um, so to me, it's, it's really important that the author can read the script and looks at it and says, this is, this is missing. Um, this, the fans really like this line or this line's not that important. Actually, I wish that I hadn't done this in this book. So I can, you can, let's, let's, you know, pull that back a bit. And they really, we work really well together, um, to try and create the best adaptation of their book. And that's very important to me because at the end of the day, I'm not doing this for, um, you know, for me to be able to tell my version of the story. It's, it's, um, I really want to capture their vision as much as possible so that I can bring it to us as the fans as, as, um, perfectly adapted as possible. So that's why it's very important for me to, for them to be involved. 
Yeah, well, I, we can attest, we can attest to that. I mean, being on set, I mean, you were even checking with founding members on yeah, set. Yeah. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Would he wear this tie? Would he, yeah. you know, oh, just, it's so impressive. And I know SR has, has made uh, comments about um, being consulted on every aspect. Yeah. And I think that for an author is just a, a huge gift. And, and yeah. he is so grateful for it. I do know that. Yeah, SR has just a beautiful way of speaking. And, you know, I firmly believe as well that, that you know, a demeanor on set or in any production or any company, is it really, you know, stems from the top down. Mm -hmm. And just having a, any kind of communication with SR was always just so pleasant and kind and thoughtful. And um, every time uh, they would send an email, it was just always, it was just always um, with such utmost respect um, and intelligence and I mean so it was just such a, it was a pleasure because it, there was always a calmness there was never like oh my god I'm doing something wrong mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. or or a fear it was just um they were always so kind in all of their communication with us so that was really appreciated and that's true I I think that's an interesting observation I think even if you see how things are communicated from all of the SR accounts yeah that's that kindness and that calmness and that uh, respect kind of shines through. Absolutely. Kindness is never wasted is his motto. So. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. And from the book. And from the book, <laughs> um, How did you come about with the idea of the, the founding members group? Uh, you know, I yeah. Know when that came out, you know, yeah, we signed up right away. And it, was, it, was, right. it was good. But how, how did that concept come about? So this was prior to us launching, and we were looking at different ways of trying to show investors that um, the um, romance fans were excited about passion flicks. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, most of the time you're speaking to investors like, well, I'm not really sure, you know, why would anybody really want to subscribe to another platform? What is yours different than Hallmark? Why is it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so we were trying to come up with a, a way of how can we make this, um, how can we prove prove that people want to to watch? Mm -hmm. um, and then um, I, I honestly got it from uh, from Tesla. Tesla, you know, obviously mm -hmm. my, my my brother has um, you know the founding cars and. Um, mm -hmm. it's basically the first people it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit more complex than that, but it's the first people that came on board to buy the cars mm -hmm. uh, and, and that, that, that showed a proof of concept and right, so the early adopters, exactly. And so we wanted to be like, okay, great. We're going to do something very similar to that. Um, and, uh, and then we launched it at RT in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Oh, perfect. When, now, when was that? Was that 2017? 20, yeah, 2017. It is remarkable RT. to me. It yeah. is remarkable that you have grown this from that launch in 2017 yeah. to today. Yeah. I, it's just, it's, it's, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. We're, oh, we're, and, and, and someone was saying, um, I'm 99% Jennifer Locklear, who is an author in her own right. Yeah. Um, and actually one of the original SR muses, I like to say she was in the room with, uh, EL James and mm -hmm. SR and all the other great writers, uh, when they were doing fan fiction back in the day. Um, and she says, I'm 99% sure I met Tosca in 2017 at RT in Atlanta. She asked me what book I'd like to see adapted 
and I naturally responded with Gabriel's Inferno. <laughs> Tasca was so happy with that answer and chatted about it for a few minutes. Her enthusiasm was so real. I signed up to be a founding member right then and there. I am so happy to see the dream become a reality. Thank you, Tasca. Oh, thank so. you. Thank you so much. I, you know, I loved RT. RT was my first time. Um, I don't know if you guys have gone. I, I imagine you most a lot. Of that, yeah, um, many of them have. I haven't been to RT. I've been to some of the other book yeah. um, book festivals, but RT is one I definitely want to get to. That's the well, kind of the mothership. They well, they closed it. They closed it. Oh. Yeah, I know. But I, I didn't realize that. Bring it back. I think we should bring it back because that maybe that's a part, a part of you know later. Passion con, but maybe it could be a passion con. That's what it's yeah. going to say. It was so much fun, and I, I just I met everybody. I mean, I I met all of these authors um, just hanging out in the hotel lobby. And you're like, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, so it was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that, oh, that's so. how we met with with Jen. Um, Leslie and I went up to went to I think we were in Virginia. Or, yes. Or for uh, one of the uh, the sexy, sweet and sassy sassy. Sex oh yeah. Some book signing, but there are some great authors there. Yeah. Jennifer Locklear was there with her husband, and they, they co-write as well as write individually. Uh, Helena Hunting, I think, was there was at that one. Yeah, Jennifer Deb Anastasia. Deb there's some uh, – Deb Anastasia. There's some, it was fun. It was a, a, a great way to meet people. And there are many readers. Christy um, in the chat room also said she was at the Atlanta RT. It was an amazing week. Um, and, and there's also uh, Ellie, another uh, one who was from the early days of SR fandom, um, was mentioning one of the muses. And she said that uh, she actually remembers joining Passion Flicks on her recommendation based on meeting you in Atlanta. So to your point, word of mouth is yes. is big. Um, and another another great venue um, beyond the romance genre is also film and film festivals. And Pam, I, I, Pam, you can mention uh, about uh, meeting uh, Gene, or seeing Gina, Gina Davis. Davis. I was up at, a couple years ago at the film festival in Toronto, and, and uh, I one of the things that I picked up on was Gina Davis's uh, talk that she had about gender equality in film and in business in its in and of itself. But, her yeah, main concern is film. And did you have you picked up on that concept? Because I've heard really great stories about people that work uh, for you and with you about you know how you treat everybody equally and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, the the Gina Davis Institute, of course, they're fantastic, and we've had some conversations with them um, uh, even. Um, last year, when we were just before shooting a whole bunch of things, we had conversations with them about ho um, holding a screening with them, which would be really great. Mm -hmm. So potentially, um, you know, when when we have uh, uh, when we have the chance to really to make more movies, we'll be able to <laughs> host a screening with them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, gender equality is um, it, it shouldn't even be a subject. No, <laughs> just be. So, um, you know, that's that's basically how I live my life and that's how we work at Passion Flicks. And, you know, I think that there are different views, viewpoints, though, you know, men have a different viewpoint to women. And so when I look to make some of our romance novels um, into movies, for the most part, I like to work with women because we have a different um, we have a different viewpoint of of, um, of um, you know, sexuality and, mm -hmm. and type and feeling and it's um, and it can be a little gratuitous 
sometimes, and this is such a generalized comment, so I apologize if I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but um, I find that women, when they are directing a love scene, tend to be a little bit, um, they tend to favor what a woman wants to see. That makes sense. That makes it would be from the sense. perspective. I, and I, you he you hear that on the passion pods when you're having the when you um, Allie and Lauren have been engaging some of the actors that you've worked with, yeah. Um, and even the, this last one was Celestine and Jeremy. I know you weren't directing them, but your director. Yes. Uh, I, I I love the fact that you really have brought a team of people who are really committed to the same types of values. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's incredibly exciting, and then to be able to see that when you're visiting on set it it's and it all comes really I, I i kudos to you it really comes from the leadership at the top thank you yeah we, i'm so fortunate in the people that we've gotten to work with i mean for the most part everyone has just been so kind and supportive and they've joined the passion flicks family and they, they consider all of us they consider themselves to be part of our family which is so incredible because you don't normally have that kind of long-term relationship with actors you don't have that on you know, on Hallmark or Ion or anything like that, maybe a handful right. do, but with us, it's like, you know, I can call up all of them and say hi. And that's, that's a little, um, it's a little unusual. Well, and I think it, truly, and if you put it in context of the fact that you make films so quickly, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like they're on set with you for, in, in most cases, yeah. for four to six weeks. You you wrapped some of them in three, if I'm not right. mistaken, right? So right. it's this very intense period of time, but people come together, and I feel like I feel like you 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 bring together so much positivity, um, and excitement, and commitment. Um, it's yeah. it's just it's really remarkable, and you can see that in the way the actors. Uh, comment and even I, I'm thinking of David A. Gregory oh. um, and when the the passion pod that you guys did discussing that and then having a chance to talk to him and the cast from Dirty Sexy Saint when Pam and I went to the premiere um, it was really evident that they believe in what you're doing and and believe in the fact that you create a safe space for storytelling and I thought that was really significant as well, um, because yeah. it always ha hasn't always been that way for for women and actresses in particular. That's true. <laughs> you know, it, it's actually, uh, you know, I, I know I'm bringing it back, but it always stems from the from the the book and the script and the story, right? At the end of the mm -hmm. day, what people aren't used to, what a lot of actors aren't used to, are is making this kind of content. Our stories are the fo are focused on two people who have a connection. Who then have to communicate and compromise in their relationships, and that doesn't have that's not seen anywhere else. And then they have a happy ending at the end, and they're together. And so we have this constant knowledge of love and communication and where we're going with the story that we don't have on other um, movies because on other movies that's not you know outside of passion flakes or you know outside of a romance novel the the there isn't necessarily a happy ending, or if there is, there's almost, there's some like sort of jeopardy. And it's not about the communication or the connection of those characters through, throughout the story, which is, you know, so, so we're making different content, which ultimately results in when you work with people for that length of time and you're focused on communication, connection and compromise constantly, and that's all that's in your mind, mm -hmm. 
to all grow closer because we have to constantly communicate and we have to have a reason exactly. for communicating. And so it so I think it's it stems from the the story that we're making. And it truly advances healthy relationships yeah. and and a healthy way to communicate not with not just with a partner but with each other in general. Absolutely. Um, it's it's really really um, positive. Ariana Rose is saying David and Tasca's kinship is super evident. Mm -hmm. That speaks to open communication, forming bonds deeper than just director and actor. Um, yeah. Karen Kamarinsky says it's a great atmosphere to be around. Karen was also on set with us. She was the one who baked those really sweet apple cookies yeah. that yeah. had Gabriel's Inferno. Uh, yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Karen. Uh, Karen was on set with us that day, and um, it's just. Uh, you know, it's so evident what you've done and having that foundation of respect and communication and connection. Um, and I think that's part of the storytelling. Um, and that, I guess, leads us into our kind well, of our next uh, phase of what we're talking about. And uh, Kenzie does want to say thank you to Tasca, too, because it was such an amazing opportunity to be on set. So uh, she's very grateful and wanted to let you know. Hi, Kenzie. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. She's, she's in the, uh, the opening scenes, of, uh, I think, in uh, the Yes, we, we, <laughs> we think, we, we think uh, SR confirmed that she definitely made uh, part one. So uh, we were there for the lecture, the opening lecture scene. And for those of you who um, are joining us and haven't heard our, our little escapade on, uh, about our set visit, we saw the scene shot for part one, the opening lecture. We saw the cafe scene. Mm -hmm. um, so we had the thrill of getting to see really the four principles um, in terms of Julia, Gabriel, Paul, and uh, Christina. Krista. Krista, the evil Krista. I love and, um, it. So and And Margot is the, the sweetest. Just... She is a phenomenal actress because she is the sweetest soul <laughs> you could ever yeah. And she's so funny, and and she's so, and just the way that she portrayed Krista is just so perfect. I'm just I'm really thrilled. She didn't she just did it so effortlessly, and so it's like you kind of like love her and hate her. Time <laughs> she could turn it on at the drop of a hat, and it was like she'd be really she'd talk about her dogs and whatever before yeah. she got called into the scene, and then there she is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she and and she just the look, everything just yeah. was so, um, so phenomenal. Um, so when did how when did you discover SOR's writing? So I would have been um, right after reading Fifty Shades. Like Same us. here. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I think uh, we should probably do a poll. <laughs> I think. <laughs> SR was our, my second book after Fifty Shades. I went right from there. Fifty yeah. Shades, I, I rediscovered romance. I had only been nonfiction and uh, history at that point. I, I, I was away from fiction for many years, and Fifty Shades drew me back. Yeah. And then, because uh, I, I didn't want to criticize it without reading it, and I felt like I'd have to read it because this you know, I'm hearing all this hype about it. And then I read it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a beautiful story. Yeah. Uh, all the other stuff that's so secondary, it's the relationship, it's the characters. And I just got sucked in. And then SR's writing uh, continued that love of, of romance. Yeah. Well, my, my, my drawback into fiction was, um, uh, was Twilight. And then right after mm. that, I got into the 
the case, I was like, my goodness, there's this fan fiction world. I love it. It's great. Like, into it. I know. It, it really was phenomenal. Pam, you had a similar experience, right? Yeah, I did. I, um, I, I, I've been reading E.L. James's book from cover to cover, from, series, from the first book to the last, and also the fan fiction, for about two years straight. And I'm, literally, I would finish the last book, and I'd go back to the first one and start it all over again. And everybody thought I was nuts. And maybe I was, but... <laughs> but I think Maybe part of it too is sometimes with a really great, great characters and a great story, you just don't want to leave that world yet. No, you don't. So you know, I had, I was connected to Erica on Twitter and uh, also got emails from her web when she would update her web page and stuff. And I, she'd mentioned doing this story with SR, and it was uh, they had gone on a little journey through Florence and I was like oh I really like this story I'll have to look this you know this author up and I did and uh I started I read the prints and then I start and I'm like well I gotta get it's got other books so I put them all up and I and I just started reading all of them it was great it was yeah they're, they're beautiful and, and Pam, apparently there are other fans in the chat room who've done the same thing. Jean Ann says, Pam, I did the exact same thing. <laughs> so reading it over and over, it's, such, it's so great. Uh, a lot of people there from the fan fiction days. Oh, yes. So so as SR fans and founding members of Passion Flicks, we mentioned that we were on set um, and we watched you in action and you were so gracious with us from the moment we set foot there and everybody, the whole team was. Um, what was the best part to date? Because you are still um, working on the whole series. But what was the best part about the Gabriel's Inferno production? Oh, gosh. The, I mean, there are so many great parts. The n number one part, obviously, is is um, just meeting Julia and Melanie. They're <clears throat> incredible people. And so I feel like I have lifelong friends now, which is really always a, a genuine pleasure. Um, I think, you know, particularly on the, on the physical production of this one, um, it, it's different from all the others because I got to build all the sets um, with my production designer, Tracy Hayes. Um, and so I think what the most exciting thing for me is that um, I, I literally could pull something out of my mind after reading the book and the production designer and I would sit there and she would go, okay, it says that there there are, you know, blue curtains and this kind of blue and this kind of brown couch. And, and then we would just sit there and, and recreate this world that we read in a book mm -hmm. from scratch. And that was, that was, that's so exciting. It's hard to think about how I would, you know, go about making other movies, not being able to do that. Unfortunately, you can't do that on every movie, but um, it was really uh, exciting to do that for I'm the sets to... were so stunning. Yeah, I mean, and we were, you know, we were at the, um, well, we, we told you the scenes we were in. And of course, the, the last one I forgot to mention was the Carol scene, um, yeah. which you were, you wrapped at one o'clock in the morning and we were all still there <laughs> um, because we were still enthralled by it. But the attention to detail um, in, and you, you even toured us even on the, on the, uh, through the sets that weren't being shot that day. Yeah. Um, the attention to detail was just stunning. And, and finding that, that building in downtown Syracuse 
mm-hmm. that you were able, that space that you were able to make and transform into all of those different settings was yeah. just, it was spectacular. Yeah, a rundown abandoned library. That's what it was. And we turned it into a university. Yeah, and it looked I know when we walked in, I know Kenzie was overwhelmed like because she wanted to see what the University of Toronto set would look like. And we literally came up off the elevator and there it is. And you're seeing the Department of Italian, um, studies. Italian studies. And it, it really, really was just, I think for the actors, that must have been great too because it really made you feel yeah. like you were right there. You didn't have to pretend there wasn't any green screen going on. You just, right. you, were, you were feeling it because you were surrounded by it. Yeah. Um, and even had that, that older building feel, right? Because it was an older building. So um, it was just really, really great. Thank you. And uh, everybody was, I'm getting a lot of uh, talk about Dennis. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know if I, um, I don't think I've, I've posted it into Lauren yet, but I was going to suggest having Dennis uh, be one of your guests on your passion pod because yeah. Uh, but Dennis, I think, is a fan favorite. And then we saw on some of the prior discussions that uh, some of the actors all, everybody was like, we love Dennis, we love Dennis. Yeah. Uh, um, he was incredibly gracious because um, I think I was really fascinated by the whole filmmaking process. I, I've always been a huge fan. I really considered seriously going into theater and the whole nine. So I've always been a huge fan. And you know, he was like, here, come over here. Let me show you how to line up the scene. And uh, Kenzie and I went over and he spent a lot of uh, time uh, just sharing his his knowledge while while they while things were down um, in between uh, takes. So yeah. and everybody in the chat room is showing Dennis love. Dennis is the best, <laughs> says Lauren from Pittsburgh. Karen, Dennis is so sweet. Yes to Dennis. Jean Ann loves Dennis. What a nice human being. And with everybody. Yes. Well, Dennis is also a founding member. So he, as soon as we, um, believes it. Yeah. Well, he, he filmed Hollywood dirt. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was before we launched founding memberships. And then, and then as soon as I launched founding memberships in May, because it's basically exactly three years from now, uh, three years ago, um, that's when, um, Dennis, Dennis was one of the first people to buy a founding membership. So was Tom, by the way. (laughs) That's, that's oh my gosh! <laughs> how did you uh, had you worked with Dennis before? How did you how were you able to get get him um, involved yeah. in your company? So I actually because I as I mentioned I made movies for Ion before and I was directing mm-hmm. a movie for Ion and um, the executive producer um, on that movie introduced me to Dennis um, and uh, and I was like. Dennis is great. We should work with him. And then they're like, oh, no, we actually want you to work with a different DP. And so I ended up having to work with another great guy with a different DP. Um, but then as soon as I was able to make that, um, you know, make that choice on my own um, with Passion Flicks, I contacted Dennis and I said, hey, Dennis, remember me? We couldn't work together on that one movie. But why don't you come out to Georgia and make this movie for for me, um, uh, Hollywood Dirt? And he's like, well, that would be lovely. And oh. <laughs> nice and he's and so then then off we go we went to Georgia and we you know lived there basically for two and a half months and um and made Hollywood dirt 
It's so great. And, uh, Kenzie and was said, Kenzie was, without him. <laughs> <laughs> Kenzie was saying Dennis invited us over to look through his lens and wanted to know if what he was capturing was how he how we imagined it when we read the novels. He really cares about the readers' thoughts and opinions. It meant so much. Yes, I mean he. That's what he did. It was yeah. it was phenomenal. Um, and Dahlia, actually, I had asked the question, um, but Dahlia was the one who had posed it. Dahlia is one of our fans who are in, who is in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was curious about how you and Dennis connected. Um, and Betty, dear Betty, says she thinks Dennis needs his own T-shirt in, uh, <laughs> in, the, okay. in, the, in the store, the I Love Dennis T-shirt. So <laughs> we'll pass that on to Allie. I will. I will. Definitely. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll be the first person to buy that shirt. <laughs> Did you have any concerns with the project, with, with uh, Gabriel's Inferno? You know, I think every time that I make a movie, my biggest concern is that I will fail. <laughs> you know, the That's biggest natural. concern... Yeah, the biggest concern is always that um, that it, it won't be. Yeah, the, there's the there's the fear of failure, I guess, really every time, and um, um, and and it is incredibly stressful. I mean, like you should see me. I'm like super super stressed, going. It has to be exactly. It has to be like this, you know. And uh-huh. and uh, but then once I get into it, I'm I'm just sort of in the flow of things, and and you know. So now working with Gabriel, with Julio and with Gabriel, there we go, Gabriel and Julio, <laughs> working with Julio and Melanie, um, you know, week one, they were like, hey, can we, you know, how do you feel about some changes? Like, you will never change a thing. Don't change a thing. You're doing exactly what thing. <laughs> and, and now by the end of it, they're like, we just do exactly what Tosca says and it's all perfect. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. Because then it is good. Um, uh, But at the same time, you know, of course, they're just so dedicated to the novel and the books and they rely on on the director to tell them exactly what things need to be done in order to to accurately portray those characters. That's where a director and the actors work so well together. Um, But um, but yeah, you know, I think at the end of the day, there were just some scenes that I was really scared, um, you know, in part, it's, you know, there, there are some scenes that I was really nervous about doing because I needed them to be portrayed exactly as I pictured them in the book. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I think that we did it. So. Uh, apparently you did because, like, I we know SR has been really pleased in terms of, uh, you know, any of the messaging that he has sent out saying, um, you know, just finished the screening and, you know, it's just excellent. I mean, the, the accolades already... Um, have been pouring in and that's just based on the trailer and for those who've had the chance to screen it um, I know Nina was bouncing about it Nina Bachi um, when we had her on two uh, two weeks ago or was it last week (laughs) it's all running together two weeks ago um, (laughs) and she was really really thrilled E.L. James was was all uh, put a lot out into uh yeah, bunker room and on Twitter about the film that she loved yeah. it. By the way, yes. that was super fangirling for us. You know, we're obviously big fans of of um, all of these authors. But you know, when SR says something really great about us, it's like we're just like bouncing at the mm-hmm. office. And, um, <laughs> yesterday, when um, El James sent out the message saying that she really really enjoyed watching it, I was like, oh my god, more fangirl! It's like it's. <laughs> um, it you know, is. It's, it's, so- it's incredible. She, yeah, seeing that, I was so excited that um, 
you had sent an advanced copy for her to review and that she just was sharing the love because, oh my goodness, what a great uh, affirmation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was so happy. And Annette from New Orleans says, just the trailer tells you what a great job you've done, how accurately you filmed the book. You can tell from the trailer alone. So and, uh, well, we cannot and, wait to see it. In the fandom, we have a, uh, a thing going where we're trying to get the trailer to be a million views by next week. Right. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Have you, have, you seen, have you seen that or heard about that? It's the hashtag a million before May 29. <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, but I will... Well, I can tell you last weekend they, they hit a 500,000 mark. Yeah. And as of before the podcast, it was at 724. Wow. So yes. it's awesome. truly on pace for a million views of the trailer by the, uh, the fandom is committed yeah. to getting the, the trailer to hit 1 million views on YouTube. And so I mean, thank you. People, people really want to support um, Passion Flicks and this project as thoroughly as we can. Okay. Um, and we're talking about all this great work, and you mentioned working with Julia and Melanie. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the casting process? Yeah, that's that's the first step in in stress. Um, <laughs> when, when you're, you're going through that now with this man, I believe, right? Well, this Trying. man, like, yeah. I mean, I think both Jody and I are like, oh my god, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, we've been pretty fortunate um, so far. You know, we, we've done pretty. I think that we've done pretty good, um, pretty good job at casting. Um, but with Julio and Melanie, so. Um, initially we started looking you know in the u.s for actors um and um and there were two actors one one gabriel option and one julia option that i was introduced to and they were they were good but they weren't um they weren't exactly they weren't exactly it for me Mm -hmm. and um and then when i spoke with them um they didn't really seemed to be committed uh, they didn't understand this community or um the romance novel industry for them it was like a a job mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the the first few people and, and i said we can't do this we, we're gonna just take a step back and we're i only want to talk to people that are exactly it that's it mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't want to even meet with anybody that's that's not exactly who i who is perfect for this and so that's when we posted a picture, um, uh, Ali and I, on Instagram, and we said, searching for Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and everyone started pu- putting in um, ideas for who would play Gabriel. And the casting director, Lindsay Shag, who's cast, done the casting on almost all of our movies, except for the England one, mm-hmm. um, she's so good and so committed. She's like, we are going to find the right person. We are going to find them. And I said, open it up to the world. Just search the world for these people um, because that we need the right Gabriel and the right Julia. And so we're going to the world. And um, and then people's uh, one person on Instagram said Julio Baruti. And I was like, oh, who's this? And then so I looked him up and I was like, well, he certainly looks the part. He's beautiful. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. And then I watched a whole bunch of his work. And then I contacted Lindsay, our casting director, and I said, hey, what about this guy, Julio Baruti? And she's like, wow, that's so interesting. His manager just emailed me and said, Julio Baruti wants to play this part. Oh, that's, that is that's incredible. 
unbelievable. Yeah. It was at the same time. It's and like I'm a sign. Like, how how <laughs> can you even know? And so um, anyway, and then I was like, okay, well, let's arrange for a call. Let me watch some of his stuff. Um, and I did. And then I said, let's arrange for a Skype call. And we got this Skype call. And, you know, Julio, at this point, he had this long hair and this beard. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, I'm going to you're going to have to get rid of all of that. Uh, <laughs> but why? But, it's so gorgeous. Finding <laughs> yourself. Um, anyway, and so we got onto a Skype call and the first uh, the first thing was like, hi, thanks so much for this opportunity. This was him. He's like, um, I'm very excited to speak with you. I've read the script twice already. And he'd only gotten it the day before. And I was like, you've read the script twice? It's 200 pages. It must have taken wow. him, you know, five hours to go through the script at least um, right? twice. Mm-hmm. And then he had notes on 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 everything, questions about every page. You know, what about this? How do we feel about this? And and tell me about your 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 idea of Gabriel. And, oh my gosh! Uh, and it was just it was just so incredible. I was just drawn into the fact that he was already so committed to the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he said, "If you give me this opportunity, I will work so hard. I will do everything for this role. It's so important to me." He goes, "I know, I know, I can bring Gabriel to life." And I was like. You're sold. You got me. <laughs> because, you know, when you have an actor that, that that's that committed already. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, and and he'd, he'd done such research into it um, in, in 24 hours, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And then he read the script every day, every night before going to bed. And then every morning before we, uh, when he woke up, he would read it twice a day. Um, mm. And uh, and so, so committed. And then, um, and then, so then it was the search for Julia. Um, so we had Gabriel, Julia was, was committed and then we were searching for Julia and I was like, huh, where are we going to find her? And then, uh, Lindsay's like, I've got, I found somebody. She's in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) And And you're like, of course she's in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but she sent me her work and I watched her, her movies and I was like, but she has an American accent because in all of her movies, she had an American accent and she's like, no, no, she's Australian, but she, she can do an American accent. I was like, she looks so young. And then it's like, no, she's actually 34, if you can believe it. But she's so young. Um, so I was like, okay. Um, and then we had a Skype call. I had a Skype call with her. And I was like, and I, I mean, I'm sure you guys have just seen a picture of her. And you're like, well, you look like Julia. Absolutely. I mean, you look like Julia. It's like, it's like SR described these two people. And they came out into existence. Um, and the same thing with her. When I had the Skype call, she'd read it a number of times. She had, um, uh, she was already reading the book, um, and she was so she had such intelligent question mm-hmm. each time. Tell me about Julia. How do you feel about her? Do you think she's weak or do you feel that she's strong? And and her and I just immediately be, were on the same page with the str- the inner strength of Julia, um, yes. and. Um, how people kept trying to break her down, but then she just would always find her way out. And she's she is the heart and soul of this. And she um, and um, and so we just had this immediate connection on um, femininity, on on the strength of a woman, the strength of Julia, and how we wanted to portray how we together would portray Julia. And so I was like, well, we're on the same page, so sold. And so that's it. I mean, that was basically it. We I didn't hold auditions. I didn't do um, I didn't do um, a lot of interviews with people. It was four people. So the first two people were not right, and then I was like, "That's it. I'm only going to speak to the people that I believe are actually right." Did and, you Did you do like a chemistry test with them though? Just no. See how they... 
reacted to each other? No, you know, I did. And that's amazing because their chemistry is off the charts. Yeah. So I didn't do a chemistry test with them, but generally speaking, um, I, the chemistry test in a way is done with me Uh because I have to be able to communicate with them. And then I get this immediate feedback on how they speak. And then I can speak to the other person. And I'm like, the two of you will get along. You'll just, you'll get along. You both have the same work ethic. You have the same commitment to this. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, and then they Skyped together Mm -hmm. and, um, and they read the script, the script from top to bottom together over Skype. Um, And then they told me about it afterwards. I didn't even know. And um, they're like, it was really great. It was so good to be able to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Uh, and um, and and then then you know they immediately just were drawn to each other. So they and are the charts. <laughs> yes, as Annette is saying in the chat room, their chemistry burns through the screen, and yes. there is praise up and down. All of everybody's saying how great the casting was with Julio and Melanie. Um, phenomenal, and I've waxed poetic enough on the podcast in prior prior editions about how <laughs> impressed I and utterly impressed I was with their work ethic and their commitment and their passion. Absolutely. And Julio in particular, working with Tom um, on yeah. dialogue and dialect, uh, yeah. un, I, I could not get over his work ethic. It was astounding to me. Um, and the passion just is, and the intensity yeah. is Gabriel. Perfection. Exactly. And he's nervous, as, I'm, as, as was I, I'm not anymore, but he's very nervous about the fact that his accent is not, you know, the 100% perfect Ita- uh, Eng- American accent. Um, I'm like, what language are we speaking? But it's uh, <laughs> but it, Sorry? I don't think it should be a perfect American accent. He's a man no. of the world. I mean, he's been living in, he's lived in Italy. He's uh, gone to Oxford. Uh, yeah. And know. he speaks Italian fluently. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as a local, as if a local, and he's, um, and so um, it was far more difficult to search for an American that can speak Italian so fluently um, than to find an Italian that's American so fluently, and who was that committed to the character. But besides the accent, I think that we we need to also, um, you know, live in a world that that's a little bit more open and less judgmental. So absolutely. I'm absolutely committed to, uh, I, 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 I love his commitment to the character, and he is Gabriel. I mean, he is Gabriel, and there is nobody else that that could play it the way that he plays it. So, um, so we will deal with a little bit of an accent. I, I we like it. I, I have no problem with it. So I'm going, I'm going, I'm down with it. <laughs> oh, exactly. absolutely. Uh, honestly, he he was. It is as if ripped from the page and sprung yeah. to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Both uh, both of oh, all of them actually, yeah. but in particular, he is Gabriel through and through. Uh, it just it was stunning to see. It was stunning to see on set, and I cannot wait to see your artistry that brought is bringing it on part one. Um, did you have any favorite scenes that one, maybe one in particular that you thought was yeah when well, you were doing it? Um, I think that a favorite scene in part one is uh, when Julia spits red wine on Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, I, I can't wait. Great job in the in the in part one, and and you'll see it, it's. I mean, they're great. <laughs> it's really funny. You need that comic <laughs> relief every now and then. You do. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do. I mean, that story, and especially that, and the first part of the book, it's so intense. Anyway, so it's. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see it. And speaking of, uh, since we are less than a week out um, from the part one premiere, are you ready? And any special cocktails you plan to drink that night? Well, I'm a red wine drinker, so my I'm certainly going to have a nice bottle of red with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Uh, so that's my plan. What's your plan? Actually, well, I love red as well. So I, I have um, red wine, um, probably a blend. Pam, what, what about? I love I love a good cocktail though. But since we're in uh, still in lockdown, I I probably am going to go with the wine as opposed to uh, yeah, it's to a get cocktail or prosecco. Maybe I'll have some champagne Ooh, there you go. to celebrate. I'm, I'm personally doing pink champagne. I said I did, ah. I did that for Harry and Meghan's wedding at 4:30 in the morning. I can do it for Gabriel and Julie. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> and uh, we should and all love- post pictures. You know, it'd be great as if everybody, when they did watch it, if everybody posted a picture of them with their, you know, their coffee or their juice or their cocktail mm-hmm. i love that idea i think we will great. i think we will do that we will encourage everybody to uh, post their mm-hmm. post their post their poison so to speak yeah. and we're getting and we're getting we can eat them and, and <laughs> that'd be awesome we're getting a lot of I, I see wine, some flirtinis and uh, yes whiskey <laughs> and that's drinking whiskey to celebrate I, whiskey yeah. or, <laughs> hang on uh, what about uh a 25-year-old single malt whiskey, Lafroig. Lafroig, yeah, I was just going to say. That would be perfect. <laughs> I have a feeling SR might be drinking Lafroig. <laughs> Sangria. Oh, I, everybody's been thinking about this, that's mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm. because uh, there's tons of chat in the chat room on that one. And Elizabeth's doing coffee and donuts. Which is <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, this has been great. Um, it's right at 3 o'clock, so we're mindful of your time. Okay. We had one last question for you. If uh, Pam, did you want to? Sure. Uh, do, what are your upcoming projects and uh, the future vision you may have for Passion Flix? So what we're going to be doing is uh, the sequels to uh, Driven. We are um, final. We're finishing up Rapture. We're going to do This Man. We have Wicked. We have the Emmy Benson story. We have uh, Resisting Roots. We have Sugar Daddy. We have, oh gosh, um, we have so many. The Lover's Vow. Mm -hmm. We have so many movies that we're super excited to um, get going and make as soon as we're able to safely. And um, the the vision for Passion Flicks, I want us to be a household name and I want communication and connection and compromise to be something that people um, you know, take into their everyday lives and hopefully we can influence them somewhat. That's a, that's a good good plan to go for. Um, we Where, have, I just have a Kenzie question for you. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, she wanted to know if there was going to be a soundtrack on a DVD that would, or CD that would come out. Also, she has a theory that Julio is going to be singing Besame Mucho on that. <laughs> um, so Julio is not singing Besame Mucho but we do have Besame Mucho okay. um, a version that yes. we recorded um, and uh, we are going to have a soundtrack we're not going to have it on a CD mm-hmm. um, it'll be downloadable okay okay yeah that'll be great looking forward to that <laughs> so. so that we have 
awesome. Such wonderful music. Yeah, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to get it out by late June or July, but um, I'm not entirely sure because, of course, um, there are elements involved in our world. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. As we know. We're yeah. still in lockdown here in Philadelphia where I am, so I know that we're in the red. Yeah. So anyway, well, thank you. Oh, yeah, a pleasure. I had thank so you. much fun chatting with you guys, and, and I really um, appreciate you having me on. Well, we appreciate you coming. I mean, this is, we know how busy you are right now with everything, especially with the uh, premiere at the end of the week. <laughs> I know I'm yes. (laughs) We are so excited, and we will continue to promote uh, Passion Flicks as well as all things SR. Mm -hmm. And we really wish you the best of luck. You are have an open invitation to come back anytime. Anytime. Um, We are just thrilled that you were able to make some time for us today, uh, one week out from from our dream coming true of seeing Gabriel's Inferno coming to the screen, part one. I love I love the fact that there are more parts to look forward to. I, I know, love the just series. Just to clarify, so part one is Gabriel's Inferno, the first book that we've divided into three movies because they're so long. So so that just so that everybody knows, it's not Rapture. It's it's all Gabriel's Inferno. Okay, that's great. That is good. So. That means more more to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much, Tosca. It's been a pleasure. And everybody in the chat room, thank you for coming in and and listening. And we were so glad you could be with us. Uh, I am going to take us out a little bit on, let's see what song we are now, Uh, The Girl by City and Color. Have a great afternoon, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tosca. Thank you.